Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to Broad Ideas. We have a very special guest today, Zoe Deschanel. I have been a huge fan for so many years, and I was so thrilled that she was willing to talk to us. Um, Obviously, you know, New Girl, her series, I loved. I watched it. 500 Days of Summer and Elf, they're pretty up there for me. Elf every Christmas, obviously. She's an amazing musician. She has a band called She and Him with M. Ward. She and Him has a new album, and they're going on tour. Melt Away, a tribute to Brian Wilson, out July this year. And they're starting a summer tour, the Meltaway tour. I, that's awesome. They're playing LA. We're going to go. Awesome. Let's go. Uh, and her new podcast. Welcome to our show, a rewatch podcast of New Girl. That's fun. They're fun. Well, I am so excited that Zoe is here with us today. And we get to have a conversation with her about all of the amazing things that she has coming up, that she has going on now, and the things that she did before, which I am a huge fan of. So please welcome Zoe. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside to join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and people die. First of all, we're so happy to have you here. We are. Oh, thank yeah. you. We I'm love you. Here. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Likewise. It's interesting. Like I, what I learned, and I didn't know this, you grew up here. And I you're did. from yeah. LA. Did you grow up here? Yes, we both did. Oh, where'd you guys grow up? We're Valley, Valley girls. You're Valley. Okay. Cause I'm Palisades. Uh, went to school in Santa Monica. Grew up in the Palisades. You went to Crossroads, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. had friends at Crossroads. I had friends at Pally. I remember yes. I like went to Pally with her in high school, like for a day of school. She brought me with her and the oh teachers didn't even notice. And I just sat in on classes at Pally. <laughs> did you guys go to high school together? No. We didn't actually go to the same high school. Okay. But we've been friends since high school. Which high school did you guys go to? I went to Notre Dame. Okay. And I went yeah. to Grant. Okay, cool. So I was like the rugged school and they were like the <laughs> private school. And then we all kind of joined forces and yeah. we're like, let's just all be one big clique of yeah. awful teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. We went there. <laughs> That's for sure. Did Notre Dame have like uniforms? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crossroads didn't, right? No, no. It was very like liberal and like, yeah. But my sister like went to Catholic school. Oh, really? Where'd she go? Yeah. Well, in elementary school, she went to Marymount. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also before that, we were in San Francisco for like a year when I was two. And I think she was in kindergarten and she went to like Sacred Heart in San Francisco. But my mom went to Catholic school and thought that we should go to Catholic school. But then once my sister was in, she was like, "Uh, I don't think for these crazy kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like wild. Really weird. I remember because Catholic school for me was just high school when I started. Okay. And you had religion and you like said prayers. And I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just praising Jesus every day felt a little odd. <laughs> I went to like this liberal school and then I grew up Catholic. And so we would go and do like the Sunday school and stuff. Yeah. A weird contrast to the school I went to normally. Yeah. It was all about like emotional awareness, Intelligence. right? Intelligence. Yeah. yeah. 
and the yeah. social emotional, which is totally yeah. different. Did you like <laughs> it Diversity, there? equity, and inclusion, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, good. Yeah. It was very like nurturing school. Yeah. That's amazing. Very good like academics, but just more nurturing to different types of people. For sure. And did you go with John Kasdan? Was he there when you were yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. I figured you guys were maybe the same year even. <laughs> yeah, same year. Yeah. That's funny. I remember we were at a party once. That's one time at John Kasdan's and you were there. Yeah. And this is yes. back in the day. Like oh, back really? Back, yes. And we were at John Kasdan's at his dad's his house. Dad's house? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I remember And you <laughs> came parties. and I remember it was back when Katy Perry wasn't Katy Perry yet. Right. And I remember being like, oh my God, they're twins. Like I always I would always tell her, you look like Zoe De Chanel. And she'd be like, I know, thank you. <laughs> well, I remember because people would tell me, I remember hearing about her yep. for a while before, like, and she was not famous and hearing about her, and people were like, This girl's your identical twin. <laughs> and then I remember finally seeing her and being like, Whoa, she really does look like me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really didn't expect because a lot of times people would tell me I looked like somebody and then I'd meet them, I'd be like, mm, not really. <laughs> yeah. But she, yeah, maybe not as much now. She's like so in that pop star zone. Yeah. That, like I'm not a pop star myself. <laughs> I am a mom. But um, right. Yeah. Uh, well, she's a mom too. But like I, I just feel you like guys she, don't look she as much look, alike now. We don't look as much alike. Yeah. And I've kind of stayed steady with the same style for the last 20 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, you know, that pop star thing where you're like kind of more ever evolving different yeah ever evolving yeah yeah Yeah, totally I used to tell myself all the time that I looked like you (laughs) yeah I did well I would be very flattered if I did I literally like I'd cut bangs and I'd be like I'm cute I look like Zoe Deschanel like (laughs) (laughs) I love it yeah no I mean I have looked up to you for so many years from like the beginning of your career which is so crazy like when I think back to Almost Famous and I saw that movie in the theater six times. Like, I was obsessed. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you in that movie, it was just like, you were just so awesome. And obviously, it's been a very long career and (laughs) well-deserved. Long for being 25. It's weird. Right. (laughs) How'd you do it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but also, you grew up in a show business family. Yeah. And so did I. So there's like, I keep seeing all these parallels between us. And yeah. It was interesting growing up in LA where I don't know if this was the same for you, but you would go to set and like be around all of that as a kid. I mean, I know at least I was, yeah. I was totally into bringing my friends there like on Friday nights and getting our hair done and craft service and all that, <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. I never got to get my hair done on, on set. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, because... Uh, my dad's a cinematographer and my mom's an actress, but my mom kind of, she would act, but she would take a lot of time off to take care of my sister and myself. But I remember the craft services was very exciting. Um, <laughs> my mom always tells a story about my older sister going to set with her and being like, you get to eat donuts every day. <laughs> my mom's like, but that's the thing. You're an actress. <laughs> you get to see the donuts. You don't always get to oh, <laughs> man. eat them always. <laughs> yeah, there's lessons like you think that. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, being in the business as I got older and, you know, when you obviously you became an actress and a musician, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it was nice to have that experience before So then going into it, it wasn't really a thing. And it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm like 
on this. It wasn't about the thing. It was just about the liking the process and, you know, liking to work as an actor. Yeah. I never felt like it was for any prestige or any sort of vanity reasons. It was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I really like this because otherwise it would have worn off by (laughs) by the time I I started. So, yeah, I remember growing up felt very normal to have you know, parents who worked in show business. Right. Are your parents still together? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's special. They'll, they're going on 50 years. Oh, my like God. That's so 50 cool. 50 years this July. Wow. I always find that, you know, because you are a, a local and a native, mm-hmm. I feel like anytime I meet anyone else that grew up here, it's like this instant kind of bonding and it like, is. everyone else seems yeah. super weird and like we're actually quote unquote normal. Yeah. And like the same friends, like, you know, Olivia, we've been best friends forever and having that core group. Did you kind of keep the same people around you or like? Yeah, I'm very comforted that I have a lot of friends from elementary school, yeah, amazing. middle school, high school that I am on a pretty regular like texting basis. Like now <laughs> I feel like you guys both have kids, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, how <laughs> when you have kids, it's like all my social interaction also revolves around like my kids. And if they have friends who have like cool parents or I have friends that have kids the same age. It kind of makes everything easier because we can socialize. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the best because then you can just get together and the kids just go off, (laughs) you know, and they They can entertain each other. They can entertain each other. And it's the best because like I don't have to play all day because let me tell you. (laughs) We don't like playing. Do you like playing? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I mean, sometimes, but like (laughs) I like to let them do their thing, you know. How old are they? Four and six. Okay. Okay. So my son is four and my daughter's six. And they play really well together. They're basically like less than two years apart. Wow. So I was pretty lucky during the pandemic because they just had each other. Right. When we were, you know, on Zoom school. And there was a while where I was like, is it safe to see people? And like Mm -hmm. my parents live here and I want to be able to see them. So I didn't want to like expose them to anything. So for a long time, it was just like that's who they had was each other. Like, you know, in their own age group. And I had like a little pre-K, preschool pod thing. bubble. Not even a pod. It was a pod of my two kids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, I was like, you know what? They're fine. They, You're like, I yeah. had a preschool for them. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they wow. were kind of, yeah. You're so lucky. All the time. That was lucky. Do you have one? Yeah. I have one girl. She has two. I have two boys. Two. Yeah. She does. Yeah. But I have one girl who's boys seven. Boys are kind of um, like, Boys, when they get together, it's like energy exponentially. It's insanity. (laughs) And mine are two and how old are they? Two and six. Shepard will be three and Elliot will be six. So he is six. Yeah, he is six. (laughs) You know, see, see what this year has done to my brain. (laughs) No, no. Children destroy your brain. They destroy destroy the fact. Yep. Fact. I don't remember anything anymore. No, I think I birthed my brain with the children just out of my body. (laughs) I'm very sure of that. Yeah, like, so I'll be like, who's that actor? Like, I won't remember, like, very famous people. (laughs) I'll be like, who's that actor? And it'll be like, Brad Pitt. Like, somebody (laughs) so famous, like, you're not supposed to forget their name. But yeah, I do. It is real. Absolutely. It's real. My brain has never been the same. (laughs) But you both were so lucky that they had each other through the pandemic. And I literally was her only source of entertainment other than TV or whatever it was. She's probably, like, so mature, right? She actually is. That that 
our only children that went through the pandemic, I feel like, are little grown-ups. Yeah, it's like they're in New York City basically growing up. It's just like a totally different thing. Um, but, yeah. you know, for me, I don't know if it was the same for you. Because I know your kids, they weren't with your current partner, right? It was right. Your yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. They go back and forth. They yeah, go back and so, forth. Yeah, and we're, you know, we're all really close. Like, we're all really? friends. Yes. That's yeah, so like, awesome. We like, go on vacation together. Good. Wow. We get along really well, like. Very fortunate. So lucky. Yeah. Well, so we were doing all the like, you know, when when we went through our divorce, you know, it's always like there's a little touch and go mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you know, and we were doing like mediation, no lawyers or anything, mm-hmm. just mediation. But we weren't like hanging out. We were like, you know, just like, hello, you know, very cordial. friendly, but not. Yeah, cordial. And then we had a birthday. It was like my son's birthday or something. And my boyfriend booked an Elmo performer to do like a Zoom thing. It was like pandemic kind of stuff. (laughs) And I remember my ex-husband came over and my boyfriend was there and we were all wearing cowboy hats. And it was just the three of us and the two kids and we're watching this like Elmo performer (laughs) on Zoom. And the kids were like so happy. We were all together and we were all getting along great. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is so fortunate and like doing it that way, like where we all get along and like the kids are so happy when we're all together. So I just try to as much as possible. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like do that because they love it. It's really hard to yeah, navigate, right? Because I struggle with that myself, you know, introducing the boyfriend yeah. and how to integrate and right. How it is tough- hard. I mean, every situation's different, sure. but but yeah, you're so lucky that that was able to just come together seamlessly like that. And your kids love your boyfriend, I assume. They, Sounds, yes, yeah. yeah. No, he's he's really great with them and, you know, just was very lucky in that situation. Right. I've heard that's like the best kept secret of divorce is that you get your kids half the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why. I recently was like, should we like split up and like get separate houses so we get a fucking break here? <laughs> Yeah. It's funny. Well, you could take a break even if you're still <laughs> sure. married. Um, but um, I will say like my first choice would be to have them all the time. But like right. you can like have moments of clear thinking that you don't necessarily have if they're there like 100% of the time. If my kids are around, I feel guilty like doing anything. Like even right now, my son's like outside and I'm like, right. Bye. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> like Zoom's going. Your time. Week, so. Yeah, you're, you feel like your time is so precious because it's not all yeah. the time. So when I don't have them, I'm like, I don't have them. I don't have the option to have them right now. So I'm like, might as well work really hard, you know? Yeah. Right. So it does allow me to like compartmentalize a little bit. And then when I have them, I'm like super, super hands on and like to just pack all the activities in and yeah. have a good time with them. Well, yeah. that's cool because, I mean, there is silver linings, right? Like at least. Yeah. And, you know, we get breaks, but like during COVID, our nanny and people test positive. It's just a shit show. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And during COVID, there was like three months where we didn't have any help. And I think I had them five days a week for a little bit. He's a CEO of a company. It's like uh, he's like uh, during the day of phone calls, I can't, you know, yeah. he's like, so we just had this temporary situation where I had him during the weekdays and I was just like trampoline time. And we literally would jump on the trampoline for three hours. That's what I need. And I was like, why am I so skinny? <laughs> like the beginning of the pandemic, I was so skinny. Because <laughs> I was jumping on the trampoline all the time. Sounds great. I love that. I know. But that's what, fun. you know, and 
well, you had them like all week long, but that was nice during the pandemic to have that break when she would go to her dad's house and I'd be like, oh my God, I don't have to play for 48 yeah. hours straight. But it's just like well, this crazy you thing. You actually had it hard because you had you were having to play. Yeah. All oh, the time. All you the were time. the playmate. Yes. Always. I mean, the Zombies musical, the Disney one, I don't know if you know this yet. I don't know if your daughter's no. into it, but like uh-uh. every song, acting it out, fully costumed, dressed up, like zombie paint, everything. Like we put on a whole musical. Uh, you know. <laughs> it, I'm not going to lie. It was fun, but <laughs> it's a lot of work, you know, and I find yeah. I find going through these things publicly is also a whole other level of like, yeah, it's a huge oh, yeah. challenge, you know, and in this business, it is. they love to create a narrative for you and put things out there. Like I was reading something the other day, like my ex-boyfriend is dating someone and this is my favorite thing. All these places always get like a source, right? And I'm like, who is <laughs> my friend's source? source? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Because apparently they know everything, which 99% of the time isn't true. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in creating a narrative that like, I'm devastated. And I'm, I'm like, I didn't talk to anybody about this. So this is so funny because my boyfriend and I have this joke where we laugh all the time because <laughs> we've been together for like almost three years. There's a recurrent story that his brother, who's, you know, he and his brother have a show together. Right. And they'll be like, Drew doesn't approve of Jonathan and Zoe's relationship. And we're like, first of all, (laughs) he's not your dad. (laughs) Or like, there will be like, it'll be like, Drew has finally approved of their relationship. (laughs) We're like... They're like 43 years old. Like, he's not going like, Drew, do you approve of my relationship? First of all. And second of all, like, Drew, like, has approved of our relationship from the beginning. And we're like, who's making up these stories? Like, yeah, I find them so hilarious and entertaining that honestly, I'm like, please make up more stories because it's funny. Right. But (laughs) yeah. And it's nice to have the chance. I kept calling him brother daddy because I was like, I was like, your brother daddy doesn't approve. (laughs) Brother daddy. (laughs) Brother daddy doesn't approve. They're the property brothers, right? (laughs) Yes. So exactly. They have a show to HGTV fame. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I love their show and I just, I'm obsessed with home renovations and houses and all it's of good that. stuff. It is. It's good stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I actually, so a house that you sold a couple years ago. Did you buy it? No, I, I wanted to she buy it. She just sent I, it to me. She's like, you're I just sent yeah. it to Because I was obsessed. It was, oh my God, I was obsessed with it. I wasn't looking that to move. I didn't need a house, but I was like, I want this house. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, that house I loved so much. And I was like, it was like, just not the right layout mm-hmm. for me at that time. I was like, I sold it when I was like pregnant with my daughter. And then I was like, just moving to a different neighborhood. But that house was the best. Oh. I know. I was like, I talk about it all the time. It was gorgeous. <laughs> like, I was like, I missed that house. Oh my God, your taste. And I spent every like time I had a hiatus for my show, yeah. I would redo a room. So by the end, like all the rooms were redone. Oh, they were all so beautiful. Because she just sent it to me before we started. I was like, I, I need to look. So I had this like Pinterest board with pictures of kitchens and I'm so insane that there was somebody I follow and then they posted a picture of their face and it was not about the background. It was like they were in their kitchen and I was like, oh my God, I know that kitchen. Like I didn't pay any attention to what they were saying. I was like, knew the kitchen from Pinterest and I was like, and then I went back to Pinterest and found the picture of this kitchen and then went back and was comparing every detail. I was like, uh-huh. Yep. That's it. That, that's the it. Kitchen. And then <laughs> and then I went and looked this person up and their house and found out they just bought this house 
like it had been someone else's house, but he just bought it. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a psycho. Like, <laughs> I'm a psychotic person. A well, kitchen stalker. So you and I love your, a kitchen. Yeah. I'm a kitchen stalker. Yeah. I get it. So you and your boyfriend stalk a kitchen. bond over the love of. Well, I sent him the the screen grab. I was like, "Can you believe I recognize this kitchen?" He's like, "You're crazy." <laughs> Did you guys bond it. over that right away? Like, were you into yeah. that? And that was, yeah. And we've been renovating a house for like two years. Oh wow! So he he designs and you know like oversees all these projects, but like he doesn't sit there online like a maniac sourcing stuff right. and he's like thank god you're like on first dibs <laughs> <laughs> right looking for old you know buffet tables he's like has 40 other projects he's doing he's like i can't source right. this much stuff god well to your project i well i just read something i think that he had never intended to settle down in la or live in la is that true well, he didn't really know like la that well right he, um his brother lives in LA and oh, okay. um brother his, daddy but yeah brother daddy <laughs> lives in LA <laughs> um and but he lived in Vegas for a long time oh, which is different i think it's fun to visit but i'm like that is not where i'm living yeah. <laughs> with my kids <laughs> right i'm like i will visit there all day long but no i'm not living there and so then i kind of introduced him to like another like the LA that you know Right. Yeah. Where there's you, when good you grow people. up here, it's a different yeah, LA. Like, they're normal people. Yeah. 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 It's funny because everyone was like, oh, LA is so fake. All the people are so fake. And I'm like, um, well, I'm from LA. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm fake. And yeah. I have lots of friends that have normal jobs. All my friends from LA, like they might have creative jobs, but they're not like all television stars. And they're not right. definitely not fake people. I have lots of fun, cool, creative friends that have various jobs that are normal and mm -hmm. you know not normal and but they're nice people who are grounded and, and you can be normal in this industry too you know yes, like maybe totally. it's not normal but like you know being best friends with Rachel this whole time that's one of the things that's like the exact same person from when we met and oh yeah I feel like LA gets such a bad rap like you know phony people fake this and that but oftentimes what I found it's the people that Move there. Move here. Yeah. Yeah. And the 100%. people that are from there aren't as affected by that kind of stuff because when you yeah. grow up around it, it just doesn't have the same effect on you. So you're not like, you know, star fucking. <laughs> you know, you're just like, yeah, I get it. But yeah, you're, yeah, no, exactly. It's like, you know, act like you've been here before, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like you know. Also, that you're you're seeing people for people. You're not seeing people because they have some thing to give to you or do for you. Right. It's just so weird. But I always feel so comforted when I meet people like you. Yeah. Like everyone that can relate. It brings totally. me much comfort. Well, I went to summer camp like on the East Coast, and everyone was like, "You're from LA." Like nobody knew. No. Like, yeah. People could be from here. Right? Yeah, I had the same experience. I went to camp like in the mountains outside of LA, and when I said I lived in North Hollywood, they were like, "You live in Hollywood?" Like it was like this crazy <laughs> concept. You and you're know? also like North Hollywood is different than yeah. like Hollywood because North like, Hollywood's no. like a suburb kind of like it's <laughs> yeah. like you it's know where Hollywood. there's like houses and it's yeah. not like. There's houses. It's not like high rises and, and, and the like, Hollywood sign. No, not at all. There's a lot of like circus liquors there, you know, like yeah. you might recognize it from Clueless. I mean, just like little things <laughs> like that. But, you know, yes. I, I was 
going to ask you because when we were talking about it before, like your boyfriend and the kids and like, how long did you wait to introduce them? It's a good question. I think we had like, um, it was a couple months. Yeah. Maybe like five or six months. And was he the first boyfriend they met? Yeah, it was the only boyfriend I had. Right. Um, okay. Like, <laughs> after, <laughs> after my di- divorce. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, but I introduced him to my ex, too, before he met the kids. That oh, was wow. a kind of like agreement we had had. It was just like, if there's somebody that you feel is, you know, important enough or special, you know, enough or just cool enough to meet the kids, like, Let's introduce them to their other parent first so that, you know, yeah. we just know who's around the kids. And, um, you know, we always kind of vowed to put the kids first always. And so we did that and, you know, they got along great. So and then Jonathan's just so wonderful with the kids. He's really like, I think I'm pretty good at making up stories, but like he can literally like make up stories for an hour. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He'll like nonstop makeup stories. I'm like, after 15 minutes, I'm like, okay. The and end. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, does he have kids too? Or he doesn't. No. Oh, okay. No. So he's just like, he's just a really great like stepdad. Yeah. I find that having both experiences, like dating someone with kids and then dating someone without kids, I thought I mm-hmm. needed to date someone who had kids so they would get it, you know? Right. But right, I, right. I found it harder because. Interesting. Well, because they're exhausted from telling stories. To yeah, them. exactly. They're like, I can't. Oh, God, <laughs> I can't bear to do this one more time. But yeah, because like they're all wrapped up in you know their stuff, and you kind of yeah. have to compromise more, which I find right. can be challenging. Um, right. But then yeah, dating someone, yeah, without was like, okay, I'm all in on your kid, and then all the energy right. goes there, and I kind of like, okay, I've changed my tune now. Yeah. No, I I had no idea what to expect. Honestly, I was like, I have no playbook for this. Right. I had a few friends who were, you know, not with their kids' dads. And I, even before, because I didn't tell anybody, I was in divorce mediation for a long time before I actually told many people. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a few friends who knew and like my family knew, but like most people didn't know because it was just... It was, you know, wasn't like I was out there like trying to get dates or anything. Yeah. I was just like focusing on my family until we could make sure everything was all, you know, set up in a good way. And I had a couple of friends and I kept like asking weird, like, so <laughs> when you are divorced, how many days are they with you? And what is the schedule like? And like <laughs> later they were like, oh my God. <laughs> you were asking the. I kept wondering why you're like so interested. You're like, so <laughs> you need a guy in, and his brother in custody. Yeah. No. yeah. Do you call him brother daddy? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I was definitely like trying to like gather information and try to you know figure yeah. that stuff out. But yeah, it's very interesting, and I was happy that I knew people who had kind of you know good relationships with their exes and everything mm-hmm. so that I kind of had a playbook for that, you know. Right. I think people think of divorce as like, oh, it's this terrible thing and then kids are scarred for life from it and people have to hate each other. It's like, that is not true. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And your kids were pretty young, I guess, when you yeah. got divorced. My son doesn't even remember when Jonathan wasn't around. Wow. Wow. He's like, that's Did helpful. you know me when I was a baby? <laughs> oh, <laughs> to Jonathan. Yeah. He, he doesn't remember. Yeah. Have you met any of the girls on the other side? Have you had to be in that seat yet? 
Well, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to like, that's his business. Yeah. So right. I won't talk about that on this, but yeah, I mean, I'm supportive of everything. You know, you guys I'm, are in a good place. Yeah. We're in a great place. Yeah. 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 We're, we're totally great. We all went on vacation this summer and it was that's what you were saying. Wild. That's <laughs> so, I mean, that's the ideal. I think that everybody kind of strives for. So yeah. And there's always somebody to like take the kids to the pool, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause you're on vacation. Like, right. You literally need to be in the pool for 10 hours a day. Yes. Oh, God. And I'm like, I have a one hour limit. So <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I took my kid on vacation this summer and we brought my friend and her daughter and their best friends. And I was like, this is the key to success on vacation because yes. they just go and they play and they're in the fucking pool, pool and ocean all day and you don't have to go in. All day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, when I was a kid, we lived on a tropical island for a while and oh, wow. um, it was like very remote. And, um, we went to this beach with the craziest waves and my mom doesn't like to swim and she like she wouldn't even wear a bathing suit. She would just come like fully dressed and then be like play. And I was seven playing in these crazy waves. And I'm like, thank goodness I was a good swimmer because I'm like, <laughs> I would be nervous taking my kids. To, oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm my parents were like pretty chill, I think thinking back on it now that I have kids. So. I think that's always the thing, like being a parent and kind of weighing how your parents handled it. <laughs> and you're just yeah, like... Yeah, they were very... I'm like in admiration of how chill they were. <laughs> yeah. I feel like back then, you know, my dad was like ripping bongs like in the house. Like, <laughs> I don't think it was like... You know what I mean? Much of a... It was just a different time. Yeah, they didn't have car seats. My parents were more like... They'd be like, go play. Yeah. And we would just like run like around the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. My friend and I would like, we wouldn't go that far, but we would just like walk around like when we were five. Like four. No, but it's so <laughs> yeah, but different just walk now. around the neighborhood. Yeah. Now I would not, now it's a different time. It is. I like, agree. Someone's always watching them. So what well, about yeah. growing up in LA as a teenager? Cause I know for Rachel and I, we grew up way too fast. Like, oh really? Way too fast. Not me. You didn't. No, no, no. Okay. No, nerd. Oh, that's awesome. Um, no, what? First of all, I really liked my parents. Like, yeah. so, like, probably every other weekend. Well, maybe like every once a month, I would like the weekend, I would be like hanging out with my parents wow. on the weekend, like going to movies with them. And I remember being in high school and going to the movies with my parents and running into people from school and them kind of looking at me fine. I'm like, oh, these are this is my mom, my dad. And I was like, is this? Is this weird? Is this weird? <laughs> it's weird. And I was like, I don't care. I like them. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, I definitely like, I remember getting dropped off at the promenade, which is like the yeah. outdoor Third mall Street in Santa promenade. Monica. Yes. Yeah. And one time my friend and I, this was like as bad as it gets. Okay. My <laughs> friend and I said we were going to the movies, but we didn't. And we just walked around oh. <laughs> and we talked to some <clears throat> like high school band playing in the Barnes and Noble, like jazz. Okay. And then we talked to some guys who were in college who were playing like busking on the promenade and they went to Christian college in San Diego. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, we were like, we did Godspell last summer. So like we know about, yeah, we know about like that Christian stuff. So that we were like trying to flirt with them and they were like not having it. Oh my God. You remind me of Pen15 right now. Like that. Have you watched that show? I haven't, but I heard, oh I my God. it so good. Yeah. We, I definitely didn't. I never had a ride. Like I never had a ride to get into trouble. That's why I was like, I wanted to get into trouble, but I never had a ride. Wow. <laughs> um, we would have picked you up. We had well, a ride. I didn't know you guys. <laughs> 
I didn't know no, you you're guys. lucky you didn't. You know, because look at where you are today. And well, I was really scared of drugs. Yeah. You should <laughs> oh, be. really? I was really scared of them. I saw this. <laughs> this is like very embarrassing. But <laughs> I lived in London for a year when I was in second grade. And there was like an anti-drug campaign that was really scary. And I saw it and it worked on me. Like I was probably wow. the only kid that it worked on. And I was so afraid someone was going to like make me do drugs. I was like, <laughs> like, it was like as if drugs were like the bad guy, like the villain in some movie. Right. I was like, oh my God, like what if somebody like spikes my drink or something? <laughs> this is when I'm 12. I'm like, nobody wants to waste their drugs on you. Like <laughs> <laughs> nobody would want to do that. But anyway, I never even saw a drug because I was so scared that someone was going to make oh me. Oh my God. <laughs> you were like, I am that fried egg in that pan. <laughs> that is my How brain. Do you think that happened like your parents like what did they do right I need to know I want my kids to be um, like that they were very like open with me because I would talk to them about everything like mm -hmm. I still feel really comfortable talking to my mom about anything and I think I was very comfortable talking with them about stuff but they like drink wine but that's about yeah. like the extent of yeah. anything substances <laughs> you know like my dad has a wine cellar <laughs> that's it you're like I'm very well versed um, that's it that I'm getting crazy um so yeah I just you weren't around it yeah and my dad is half French and so actually he they let me have like a little bit of like an inch of wine and then water so like I tasted wine when I was like you know probably 14 or 15 they would let me have like a tiny taste of it and it was never like a big deal yeah mm -hmm. So, and it wasn't like you can't do this, but it also wasn't like, yeah, this is totally fine. So I think it was like, they were like very reasonable. It wasn't overly strict and it wasn't like overly, and like my curfew too. It was like, I remember my curfew in high school was midnight, but like if I was going to be late, I just had to call and make sure they knew I was safe. My mom said like, if you need a ride, you can always call me mm -hmm. and I will come to pick you up and I won't ask any questions. About right. It. I like that a very supportive it was like I never felt judgment yeah you know? that's huge I think I had a very similar experience you know with my mom and we were so close and talk about everything but knowing you could do that it definitely the support it almost makes you like make the right decisions in a way because you don't feel like you have to rebel or you have to do something you're not supposed to yeah and like, exactly yeah my best friend growing up was Mormon and like wasn't allowed to do anything and let me just tell you she was the first one to lose her virginity <laughs> First one to try pot, like all of the things because she wasn't allowed, quote unquote. I to. knew kids that were like not allowed to do anything like. Right. And they were their parents were so, so strict. And those were the kids that went like totally crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are. Yeah. So those were the kids that I was like, OK. I also knew parents of friends who didn't like have meal times, and it was so unstructured and like so free form and like mm -hmm. parents, were, you know, that was tough, too. So yeah. I think like being overly strict or like overly permissible, like not paying any attention. Those two things were, I think, kind of tough on kids. And I think finding that middle ground, which is yeah. probably harder than going really extreme either way, is kind of my goal as a parent. You know, I have to like always work on that. Totally. I agree with you completely. And like I said, open <laughs> with my mom. I mean, she knew the night I lost my virginity, like talk to me about it the next day, like to the point that it was uncomfortable. 
with details. <laughs> and I was like, it's not like that, mom. <laughs> like, we're yeah. not going there. <laughs> but it's true. And then the other kids growing up were like, I watched Dirty Dancing every day after school. And they were like, that oh my me. God, like the forbidden fruit. You know what I mean? And like, how can you be watching a PG-13 movie? It was the biggest thing. But there's just My like, parents would take me to like, R-rated movies and my mom would just put her hand over my eyes whenever <laughs> something wasn't. I remember being like, she put her hand Yep. <laughs> Always being at the movies, like not even things that you'd be like, ooh, exciting. Not like Dirty Dancing. I'm talking about like <laughs> Out of Africa. Yeah. Like They took me to see Out of Africa when I was three. <laughs> okay. This is so, I mean, this is a movie that's for grown-ups. Like, yeah. it's so boring to a three-year-old. Like, I was so mad. <gasps> I don't know how you did it. My dad made me sit through Lawrence of Arabia and how the West was won. So I can relate. Mm -hmm. It's like that, mm -hmm. you know, they're the show, yes. they're in the business. They're like, no, you have to watch this masterpiece. Yeah, this is for you. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. It wasn't like that. They later, they would make me watch, you know, movies like Kubrick movies and Hitchcock, not make me, but they'd be like, let's watch a, a you know, real cinema. But a lot of times when I was little, they were just like, we don't have a babysitter and we have like, my dad has to see like, he's going to the movies all the time. Like he has to see lots of movies. He loves seeing movies. And so they would just take me because they'd be like, oh, well, we'll take them. We'll just cover their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I'd cover my dad's eyes. <laughs> it would start to get see me and I'd be That's like. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, just that awkward it's watching awkward. With your parents. So for sure it is. Olivia, how did you get up to the Bay Area? My husband took a job. Okay. Yeah. Do you like it up there? You know, so when I first came out here, I was like, I can't do it. Like growing up in LA, I can't leave my best friends, my family, everything. And we moved here. It's been almost three years. So when we moved here, it shut down pretty, oh, pretty wow. close after we moved here. I love it. It's great. so beautiful where I live. It's like really peaceful country roads, horses and cows and... <laughs> it's gorgeous, but I miss my people. Yeah. You know, I actually discovered I'm more social than I thought during the pandemic. It was like <laughs> a slow realization because at first I was like, woohoo, like right. the things I didn't miss were like long drives places, yeah. like like Zoom meetings and things. That's been great because there are a lot of things where I'm like, well, we could just do this from our house. Like we don't have to drive like, right. you know, yeah. 45 minutes to get somewhere. So that was good. It was really nice to have all that time with Jonathan and my kids and just to kind of chill out and not be like, go, go, go all the time. But when things started to kind of come back a little bit, I was like, I remember going to like a dinner party and I was like, ah! I, felt like, <laughs> I was like, I had like had like a thousand cups of coffee. I hadn't, but it felt like I had. Yeah. I was like so intoxicated just by being around people yeah. that I was like, oh my gosh, I actually think I am a lot more social than I had given myself credit for. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I really, I don't <laughs> want to go back. To I know. I'm with you. I don't either. So I coach people. I do like spiritual psychology. And That's cool. It is cool. And so I feel like that got me through this because we were on super lockdown because my youngest is high risk. And so we did nothing. We did not leave the house oh. for like two years. Right, Rachel? That's yeah. so scary. Yeah. yeah. He ended up in the hospital for five days. It was... <gasps> he a, got it. With COVID? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. We're <sighs> just getting through our second round of it again. So we were oh my God. psycho careful. Does he have like a lung Yeah, thing he has or? asthma. But it's like <gasps> he has lung disease. He... Oh. Yeah. Baby. He's a sweet little angel baby, but he's high risk. So... 
Yeah. We were like nothing. I mean, we were spraying down our groceries, doing the whole thing. And I feel like what got me through it was coaching people and working with people. Because I'm like, if I didn't yeah, have that kind of out. connection mm-hmm. yeah. with humans, I get depressed. I'm like, yeah, that's how I recharge. Like every time I have a client me afterwards, too. I'm lifted. I'm like, oh, I can breathe again. You know? Yeah. I think the thing with me, like everyone thinks I'm an extrovert because I'm like very social. Like when I'm around people, mm-hmm. like I love it. But then I also like need time to recharge, like, you know, just kind of by myself to like think and everything. That's not because I'm an introvert. That's just because like I need time to process. Yeah. It It's really that I recharge with people. I, I get like energy from people, you know, Same. like I get jazzed, you know? Yeah. I would think like, what about music? Because I think, does that yeah. help you, you know, yes. with, as an outlet? Very much. That got me through the pandemic because my bandmate, Matt yeah. M. Ward, and I made a record over the pandemic and he's in uh, Portland, but we were able to like kind of correspond, like he would send stuff digitally and we normally make records in a very like old school way like on tape you know Uh in a studio always and I was going into a studio but it was actually great we were able to record and do everything remotely and that made me feel like I was you know because working working is such a nice thing like especially like as a mom like like I had both my kids when I was on my show and I felt really overwhelmed, like oh wow, having babies. I had both of them. <gasps> no. I was like pregnant, breastfeeding, pregnant, breastfeeding, like last four seasons of my show. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We were working like, you know, long yeah. hours and it was hard. And then so I was like, right after my show ended, I was like, I like need a yeah. break. But then after like I came through all that fog, I was like, there's a lot I get out of working mm-hmm. and so much I get out of, you know, that's the me part like there's mm-hmm. me as a mom and that's great I love that but I'm not just a mom I'm like all these other things so like just being able to work and during pandemic times it was hard to work as a mom without completely sacrificing being a mom like because all those productions that went then you'd have to like fly somewhere yeah. quarantine for two weeks mm-hmm. as a co-parenting family unless I took my ex-husband, my yeah. boyfriend, like we'd all have <laughs> to go. <laughs> can't, can't do that. Right. Um, so that was like just not an option. So being able to like play music was really great, you know, and yeah. now I'm happy. We're kind of back to being able to travel for work and, you know, go mm-hmm. back and forth and mm-hmm. stuff. So you, when you did an album, have you released it? No, it's coming out in the spring. Oh, that's so, so awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited. I love your voice. Oh, thank you. My flower girls and my bridesmaids, <gasps> which Rachel um, was one of them, walked down the aisle to your cover of God Only Knows. Are you serious? On God. That is the greatest honor. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I'd known you, I would have come and sang it live. <laughs> we're going to have to do a redo. Yeah, we're going to have to do if a If you guys renew again. your vows, I <laughs> yes. will come. Oh, that would be so beautiful. I'm like, so that's the thing. I, I always laugh because I'm like, I almost never get to be a bridesmaid in weddings because I'm always like, <laughs> The one who sings, yeah. they'll be like, oh, you're in the wedding party, but we decide to ask you to sing instead of being... And I'm like, but I want to be a bridesmaid <laughs> too. Yeah, we, and we went through every single song. Like, really, we went, we went so hard on figuring out what our songs were. And your voice just has always gotten me and my husband. Oh, yeah. You're so sweet. It's that makes truth. me so yeah. happy. What an honor. Oh, All right, yeah. when you guys renew your vows... Let me know. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a gift, you know, that you have. And I've always, oh, just it's so fun. Even if I'm like going to someone's house, like 
singing Christmas carols around the piano. I'm like, I love singing. Like I love singing in harmony. I'm like still just a <laughs> choir nerd in my in my heart. <laughs> Rachel, why don't you go ahead and sing a harmony? Oh yeah. <laughs> Rachel can sing. Are you she can no. sing? Oh God. Don't say that in front of Zoe. I cannot know because like no. <laughs> well, I have designs on like once COVID is less weird, I love a little Christmas caroling party. So, oh, so oh my God. I'm, not, I'm that's so would like fun. to have one. Oh, when my daughter discovered Elf and you're singing, like She's obsessed. Aww. She just wants to Aww. watch you sing. That's so sweet. <laughs> How old is she? She's seven. Oh. Yeah. She in she's first in first grade. grade. Yeah. She just started okay. first grade. And she's actually going to school, which is great. I know. <laughs> which is so nice. My daughter is really social. So it's really nice. She is in Is she school. kindergarten? Yeah. yeah. She like lives for her friends. Yeah. I mean, it's That's like everything to her. All it's, it's about. It's a big yep. deal. It's such a big deal. But I'm just so happy she my has son's that. less like he, my son is a little more shy. Mm -hmm. So he plays by himself a lot, you know, yeah. but, um, because he likes it. But it's nice to see her back in school because she's loving it. They loving yeah, life. It. That's her all, girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's all about best friends, too, which I didn't realize it started this young until watching my daughter go through it. But it's a they big don't deal. encourage like they don't want them to get too exclusive clicky. Mm -hmm. So they're like. I'll be like, who's your best friend? And she's like, all of them. Everybody. That's great. Like all the girls. Is she at a progressive school? Like pretty progressive or? Yeah. 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 How about yours? Progressive? She, her preschool was super progressive. Mm -hmm. This one's kind of a, it's a balance, you know, like they have mindfulness, yeah. but also like they do focus on academics pretty Hardcore. Yeah, they focus on it. Yeah, this is like a mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though they still have like the spirit of like independence and pro like because progressive doesn't mean not academic. Progressive right. just means cultivating independence, like encouraging kids to be like, here's some tools, go and figure it out for yourself kind of. Like they want to get kids to be independent thinkers. Yeah. Right? How it was kind of explained to me was that like a more traditional school is always looking to the teacher for guidance, mm. whereas a progressive school is trying to get the kids to the point where they're taking what the teacher says and kind of running off with it and, yeah, teaching them how to think. Right. You know, but, you know, it's not for every kid, so. No, yeah, that's what I really like about my daughter's school. They're very individually based, so they'll see a kid. Yeah, each kid. Yeah. That's great. Which is nice. Well, the fact that you had babies while you were shooting <laughs> is insane. And like... Did you have your so, kid on a hiatus from work? What happened was I was in the fourth season of a show I was on and I had gotten pregnant and they knew it and we kind of knew the show was going to come to an end. So I worked right. up until like 37 weeks pregnant. Right. And then I had my baby and then the show was done. It was perfect timing in that sense. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is kind of... Yeah, because I remember being like, I don't know how I could have a baby, be breastfeed, do it all, and be doing the show. Yeah, I brought my kids to work with me. They had a little nursery trailer hmm. with a little crib and all the oh, stuff. Man. And then set up like a little play area. I mean, mm -hmm. I was lucky they like let me do that. Right. Isn't it crazy to say let me do that? It's like that same mentality. Yeah. <laughs> <of> like, <laughs> What was funny is my sister had her second child and I had my first the same year. They're like two months apart. Aww. And my sister's show shot on the same lot, the Fox lot. <laughs> and so they were babies and they would play together. They would go and visit each other. That's so That's amazing. Cute. It was really That's cute. It was awesome. very, very fortunate. Yeah. And then, yeah. So they're close cousins. What about emotionally through that though? Because I feel like 
you know, I'm working with one girl who just had a baby and she's like, why mm-hmm. didn't you tell me I was going to feel all these feelings, <gasps> you know? Well, you know, it was funny. I was reading this thing. It's so funny you say that. An actress had postpartum depression, even though she had kids through a surrogate. And they were like, how could she have postpartum depression, even if she had kids through a surrogate? And I was like, um, because your entire life changes, like from the moment you have a kid, your life changes completely. You're never allowed to not be thinking about them, basically. You're never like, (laughs) you're not taking a vacation from being a mom. Mm -mm. Like, that is a huge, huge, huge thing that nobody tells you about before you have kids. Like, no one tells you that you go through this mourning of your old life. And that you can have two feelings at once. That you can be sad that Mm -hmm. your old life is gone and happy that you have this amazing new addition, you know, your child it's a big transition. And I think people don't give enough credit. They're just like, oh, it's supposed to be complete happiness. And it's one thing I think my kids are learning as kids that go back and forth between mom's house and dad's house and having to compartmentalize. They're like, I'm happy to see you, mommy. I'm sad that I'm not with daddy. Yes. That they can have those two feelings at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like that's a very advanced thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think I learned that till I was like in my 30s. I think my therapist told me that yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) and i went to school for this shit that's a very advanced emotional intelligence that's advanced and Mm -hmm. like my i think my daughter said that the other day and my son like they both know it and i'm like you guys can feel both those things at the same time and it's okay Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why i think it's like really fun for them to have us all together at the same time because then they're like oh i can just be happy we're all together and so i was like it's okay to feel those two things i have felt those two things before you know right but like your old life goes away completely. You don't have that sense of like, oh, I'm totally carefree. Yeah. Because you don't realize how carefree you were before you had kids until you have kids. Right. And also fear. Like, had you ever felt fear like that in your life? I don't know about you. Never. But like, no. the fear when you first have a kid is <laughs> yeah. so fucked up. It's real. It's yeah. so real. You're like, wait, you're letting me take this tiny human home. <laughs> yeah. You're letting... Yeah. Okay. Are, are you sure? Like... Yeah, even the first like car ride, you put it in the car seat. You're like, oh my god, like you're gonna die in this car seat. Yeah. Like, how and are you? So itty bitty. I like, mean... and my kids, my kids weren't small when they were born. They were like pretty solid babies, and I was like, they're the smallest thing I've ever taken care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I have to keep this thing alive. Like, this even like the... a teacup dog can do more when they're born <laughs> <laughs> than a human baby. A human baby can do basically like nothing, nothing but like. Behind a boob, you know? I know you're so right. It's it's like why do we do this? We can always ask ourselves. We're like, why did always. we do this to ourselves? We're like, the it's, love is so much. I like, know. Why it's did so we do much? This? I'm so overwhelmed by love. I know. I mean, it's great. It is. It's great and it's scary and it's two <laughs> feelings horrifying. at once. <laughs> yeah, it's two feelings. Two feelings at, at once. once. Exactly. I know. Like elation and complete and total fear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My daughter, like I told her my, that she knows my boyfriend, that he was my boyfriend and she was super excited, but also like super concerned about her dad. You know, that was like her first reaction. Like, how do you think daddy's yeah. going to feel about, you know, and that's the same thing. Yeah. Like they have all these different emotions going on, but I think all of us seem to be pretty open with our kids and like our parents obviously were and allowing yeah. them that space, which is huge. And it is huge. It ain't easy. I know. It's nice for them that we love them so much. Yeah. Thank God for that. (laughs) (laughs) They'll do okay. My son, the other day, I like walked in his room and he's like, ha ha. And he like closed the door and he goes, no, you can't leave. Oh, (laughs) I was like, 
you love me. I you know. Really love me. <laughs> I know. It's really nice to have that validation from your children. <laughs> yeah. My so youngest, nice. he doesn't talk yet. He's almost three and he doesn't talk, but he's doing sign language because he has hearing loss. Yeah. And oh. he's starting to communicate love. He does the sign for love. There's nobody looking and I'll just be like, he loves me. Like, it's like, I want to shout it at the, like, it's just so fucking mind blowing the amount of love. Yeah. It hurts. so awesome. It's just just next level. It hurts. But I can't imagine having to like bring a baby home and like not being in your little cocoon and going back to set and... I would imagine rewatching because I know you're doing a rewatch yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's what I wanted like, to ask you about. Oh my God, about. yeah. So I, well, it's funny. Well, I did get a few months off. So like that was good. And then my first baby, they wanted me to go back like after eight weeks or something. And I was like, mm, <sighs> I think that's quite enough for me. Um, and then so I missed a couple episodes. Megan Fox came in as a guest star for that. like three to four episodes, <laughs> which is like, Random, but cool. She's very cool. Um, And so I came back like when my daughter was like three months or something. Okay. But um, I saw the first three seasons, every episode, and then I have not watched the last four seasons. So it's going to be interesting once we get to those episodes. Yeah. Seasons four and six, I was pregnant and carrying around like, you know, laundry baskets. and (laughs) And I remember, you know, like there's the time when you don't tell anybody you're pregnant. And the second one... I was like showing earlier and I immediately like, I was like, I'm actually a different size. Um, just cause like I, I'm, I was like, I'm actually, it was the costume department and I was like looking at them and they're like, mm-hmm. I remember being like, actually, no, I'm two sizes bigger. Um, I just, I just want to have, like, I just want to my clothes to like feel a little bit different. Um, and I'm a, you know, 36G bra or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, um, don't worry about it. It's like, <laughs> like, mm, oh, your change, your size changed quite a bit. Um, and um, and then I remember coming back from Christmas break, and I was so obviously pregnant for like two months before I told anyone. And I remember coming back from Christmas break and I was like full on, obviously, obviously pregnant. And I remember turning to like Max and Jake and being like, hey, uh, guess what? And they're like, we know, we know. <laughs> they knew. Like the table read, like for the like episode, they're like, mm-hmm, we got it. We, we, we've known for like months now. Oh my God. So you've already started uh, rewatching and recording. We, we did a bunch. We did like uh, 20 or something. We've done wow. like, a, not 20 episodes, but we did like, oh, like 10. Geez. I think we've done like 10 episodes and 10 interviews so far. Okay. We banked a bunch. How is it like going back and rewatching? It's so fun. There's yeah. stuff, like a lot of stuff I forgot and I'm like, oh, and once I see the episodes, it really jogs my memory. I'll be like, oh yeah. You know, there'll be an episode, like there was one episode I remember where they had scouted this location at the top of this hill. It was like beautiful scenic lookout where you could see all of LA and it was like for this party episode and when we got there it was like fogged out like you could see like (laughs) Revy in front of you and everyone's hair was crazy frizzy and (laughs) it wasn't anything like what we thought it was going to be and so they had to change all this stuff and so there are things like that where I'm like oh I forgot and we would improvise a lot on that show so there's a lot of stuff that I forgot like I'll remember people's ad-libs you know when we go back and that's always fun you know yeah and all the guest stars it's just 
It's nice to. It's a trip down nice to revisit. Yeah, lane. yeah. I How have, about you? Because you've been doing. A, yeah, I've a, been doing a rewatch. A rewatch for the OC, but for me, it's like almost twenty years ago. So <laughs> I'm like watching this thing, and I'm God. How old? I was like twenty one or whatever when it started, yeah. and like I've been having like crazy reactions because. One of them is like I was dating my co-star like for a majority of the run. And I'm right. like re-watching my life when I was young yeah. and everything starting out. And I would get depressed. Like I had went through yeah. like this depressed phase re-watching these episodes. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but yeah, but also like not remembering. And I'm watching the show and it's like I'm watching it for the first time because I don't know anything that happened and not even with my yeah. character, just like remembering these things. But it's been a trip just kind of going back through it all. And yeah, yeah. It, was, it was my first thing. So it's kind of a different experience where it's like, oh, yeah. Well, is- like Elf I made when I was 21. Are you serious? And- Wow. Yeah. And so my kids watch it and I'm like, this is so weird. And I'm also <laughs> like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that when I was 21. Like I was like such a baby. Yeah. So it's funny to watch wow. things like from yeah. back then. Yeah. And something so iconic too. Like that is, you know, <laughs> forever going to be in everyone's it house keeps at Christmas. coming back. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yep. The gift that keeps on giving. The I holiday know. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, it's been, you know, it's, it is it is interesting doing all these rewatches, but with you and you're doing it with like, you know, your cast and you get to it's be It's fun because I really and... missed laughing. I really was close with everybody, yeah. you know, and we were like, we had laughed so much. And I liked that feeling like every day we'd go and we'd make people laugh and I would laugh so much and just making jokes and doing bits and all that stuff was so much fun. And that's what I missed the most was like my set family. Mm-hmm. And so to get to do the show with Hannah and Lamorne is really fun just because I get to be around my friends that were really like my family for seven years. Yeah. You know? It's so weird. You know, you create these families and then you're, when it wraps, you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> See you later. It was a weird shock because I was like, oh my God, I spent more time around them than my family. Like, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And it was strange not to see them every day. Yeah. I'm excited, though, for your podcast. I love New Girl. Thank you. Love the Thank show. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah it, it'll be fun. I, I We're having a great time doing it. So hopefully it's enjoyable and interesting. Oh, I'm sure. For sure. <laughs> and it's been so fun talking to you and actually... Like oh, likewise. I know. It's after so nice to meet you. All these years. And I'll I'll uh, make sure um, I give you guys my email so I can sing at your wedding. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. We're reserving we'll, you we'll for... We'll make you a bridesmaid, too. <laughs> yeah. You, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll have your dreams come true. I can't wait. I can't wait. This was a delight. Yeah. We do this thing when we're kind of wrapping up. So we yeah, do you have a little game? Yeah, but I don't know. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. But uh, we do the good old, yeah, (laughs) we do the good old fuck, Mary kill. (laughs) Oh, God. Dude, we did this on my mom. I'm going (laughs) to do this. We call it Mary Berry One Night Stand. What is what? Mary Berry One Night Stand. That's a nicer way to put it. Yeah, I never liked how blunt. I get it. You know, yeah, I I like Mary Berry One Night Stand. So I'll play Mary Berry One Night Stand. Okay, uh, Jack White, Billy Bob Thornton, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> this is so 
This is bad. Um, <laughs> this is like the, the steampunk version. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> right? Because I can see everyone in a steampunk Oh, for sure. Like, it's a Daniel Day-Lewis, like, yeah. Right? You yep. can see him like in sepia tint. Okay. I like the visual with it. <laughs> you marry Daniel Day-Lewis. Because he's a cobbler. He's going to fix your shoes. <laughs> everyone needs a good shoe fix. Uh, Jack White's the one night stand, right? Yeah. A little volatile, yeah. right? Yes. So maybe, I'm with you. yeah. Okay. Sorry, Billy Bob. I, it's only, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. It, you know what? I have less of a, an idea of what you'd get there. <laughs> and, um, we're going to so leave that. That's buried. That's okay. <laughs> but I like that. <laughs> Mary Berry one night stand steampunk version. Yep. I like it. I actually fully agree with you. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Well, thank you so much. Um, so great yeah. being on your podcast, yeah, and I'll make sure you, you get my info. Yeah, please, um, and thanks so for I can sing coming at your on. wedding. Okay, yeah, sing at my wedding. <laughs> thanks, Bye. Zoe. Really appreciate it. Thank you. So you know, Olivia. Yes, Rachel. You and I both grew up in L.A., and it was just so interesting to meet and speak with Zoe, yep. who also grew up in L.A., but I feel like we know everybody that grew up in L.A., so I was really surprised when I learned that she did. Were you? Very. And also, she seems like someone that grew up somewhere else that was, like, really cool and mysterious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. To find out she was from L.A., I was like, huh? I think, you know... And we touched on it. It's like the Valley versus the West Side. You know what I mean? Like yeah. two different, like, you know, West Side Story. <laughs> it is just like West Side Story. Am I right or am I right? I don't think you're right. <laughs> I don't. I think it's more like clueless. But did you find it fascinating that she grew up and like on the weekends wanted to go to the movies with her parents? I found that fascinating. Yeah. Now that like couldn't be more opposite than what I experienced or what you experienced. So it was really interesting to hear that take on childhood. Sounds like she was much, <laughs> much better teenager than both of you. I was going to say she, she probably sure is was. more like, were you going to movies with your parents on the weekends? Me? Rob? When I was seven? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? You weren't Rob? No, not, not, no. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when? What? What ages? When are you were in high school. In high school. Yeah, she was in high school going to the movies with her parents. Um, I I spent some time on tour in high school. For what? With uh, different bands. The circus. No, different bands. <laughs> I had a lot of a lot of friends that were older and in bands, so I'd spend a lot of time like in the city and not at high school or normal things. Wow. Did you go to school? I did. So you were like. Almost famous? No, it wasn't big. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. bands that big. This was like, oh my gosh, this was like <laughs> you're doing, the enemy. This was like shows at VFWs in Indiana. At where? Indiana VFWs. You said, you know, yeah. What's you don't that? Know, you guys don't know about VFWs? I mean, I know CBGB. They're like, uh, <laughs> they're like community centers, but they're like veteran halls, and a lot oh. of them would have like local concerts for local bands. You know what? I can relate to that. When I was in sixth grade, I was in a performance group called the Cool Kids. 
and we performed at retirement homes. Did you? Can you do a ditty? <laughs> this is this was uh, not anything like that. <laughs> we also performed at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Now that was like my big get. <laughs> so when Zoe was at the movies with her parents, Rachel and I were out at clubs playing drinking games where we would go up and do live performances to people. Do you remember that? <laughs> what is we that? We totally mean? Okay, so we would go out like every night, right? This was a little older. That than was high a little school, older. Though. Yeah, it was probably like 1920. So you had a fake ID at that point? Yeah. Oh my God. How, how old were you when you got your fake ID? Well, I was, I'm two years younger than Olivia and all of our friends. So they were already 21 when I was 19. So I would borrow people's IDs, even friends. And then they would be like, I need it back. And I wouldn't want to give it back, even though it was theirs. And they wanted to go out and I would get so mad. But of course I had to. Um, the point of the story is we would be at these clubs and we would go out in bars or whatever. We'd go out like every night and we get bored. So we decided to play games where we would dare each other to do things. <laughs> can, can you elaborate on what type of things? Why, yes, yes, I can, Rob. Uh, <laughs> we would dare each other. Like, they'd be like, go up to that guy over there and just stand in front of him and do disco. Now, some of you may not know what disco is. Yeah, what's, di what's disco? But you go like this. You go, you step. Okay, you go up to someone and you go. Oh, I didn't, if I didn't know their name, I'd be like, hey, you, show me how you disco. Hey, you, show me how you disco. You step to the side, you roll your eyes, you stomp your feet, then freaky, 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 freak, freak, freak. And you dance like freak on them, like hardcore <laughs> <laughs> dance moves, frantic pelvic thrusts on a stranger. <laughs> I don't think Zoe was doing that. No. Oh, she discos. <laughs> but wait, is that where you got the material? Because you're the one who showed us disco and all those little tidbits. Did you get it from your... Um... I got it from elementary school from mm -hmm. my friends. Oh, you didn't get it from the group you performed at retirement homes? No, with? the group we performed like Escapade by Janet Jackson and Get On Your Feet by Gloria Stefan. Yes, I'm dating oh. myself, but you know, it was the time. Did they get on their feet? Yeah, we, hell yeah. We got those old people right on up. Can we do that? Should we just do that? Yes, we should do that. I would love Unannounced. to do that. No, just walk in and just start performing Gloria Estevan. Yeah, just like flash mob. At nursing uh, homes? Just, just us. <laughs> and Rob, Rob and has Rob. to do it, yeah. obviously. Oh, this sounds He's like awful. the bodyguard for the strippers. <laughs> this sounds terrible. He said that sounds awful. <laughs> I think it sounds amazing. You're telling we me wore matching bodysuits and boxer shorts. Because, you know, in the 90s, like, that was the look. And you had the red side and the white and blue side. And I was the red and green, and I was so bummed. And everyone else was the white and blue. Like, my friends. And I was so mad. Whatever. It's fine. I'm over it. It, yeah. so it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> What were the other things we would do, though? There were other things. We would be like, go up to that. It was always to a guy. It was <laughs> like, go up to that guy, just take his beer and walk away. Like random oh, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Dares like that. Yep. That were super and you would fun. It was fun. It was very entertaining. Or like go up and act like you're speaking in a different language or, you know, <laughs> just really. We were bored, which is so sad that we would... <sighs> even be at those places if it was boring. It's like, then stay home. 
Right. Or go to the movies with your parents. Yeah, we should have been going to the movies with our parents. Yeah, I hope that for my children. Like, I want my children <laughs> to be at the movies with me. Okay, never mind. I had a question, but what? I don't know if it's a touchy what? subject. But my nanny the other day came to me and was like, I want to take Elliot, my son, to the movies. And I said, okay. And then I sat with it and I was like, no. And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't feel comfortable. Because I was like, I literally was like, what if someone like shot up the movie theater? Oh, man. I mean. You don't think like that? No. no. I do. I do. You don't. We were, well, I take Helen to the movies all the time. And that doesn't cross your mind? Like maybe right after that happened. But that, I mean, I worked at a movie theater too in college and end of high school. So yeah, no, I don't, I did not think about that. What does that do for you? Give you some sort of like, I know the ins and outs. Like No, it just makes or... it like a weird second home at a movie theater whenever I'm there. Right. I love going to the movies. It's literally one of my favorite things to do, but I did have Is that. It? Rachel, hi, I'm Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like going there. Oh, I, love, I know you. I don't. love the movies too. I absolutely. I love the popcorn. I love yep. the candy. I get the peanut M and M's and the sour yep. patch and the diet coke. And I love putting the candy in the popcorn. That's like the main that's, reason to go. That's to the awful. I don't like it either. <gasps> yeah. uh, peanut M and M's or raisinets in popcorn mm-hmm. is fucking delicious. No, it's like a okay. terrible surprise when you're taking a handful. <gasps> It's sweet and salty. Like, what is not to like? I like it, it separate. It is fucking delicious. Separate. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I'm a combo And then, girl. like, I don't want my chocolate melted on the popcorn. I want my popcorn salty. And We don't movie well together. Just eat them separately. You don't movie. <laughs> I know. I don't like going to the movie theaters. I don't like putting my head on the movie theater seats. <laughs> Just like on airplanes, I must always cover my head. Just Yeah, see, yeah. I love putting my head... I love being at the movies, but I did <laughs> think about that. What? Right. Rob's just like... Rachel tried telling me she was not a, a hypochondriac the other day. I'm not and a hypochondriac. Germaphobe <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I kind of put, the, no. yeah, I put them together a little bit, but maybe wrongfully. <laughs> They're totally different things. They're total. I'm not always like, I'm sick. I'm just like, that's disgusting. I used to be psychosomatic, and I'm not anymore. That's good. You like guys, what? You guys look confused. <laughs> no, I wanted an example. An example is I used to have a really hard time feeling my feelings. So instead mm. of feeling them, I'd get sick. Oh, yeah. And so it gave me something to focus on, concentrate on, instead of dealing and processing the emotions. Mm-hmm. I am losing my voice right now, but it's not because I have feelings that need to be processed. It's because of germs. <laughs> You, well, you've worked on a lot and you have the right to get a cold come. now and it just be a cold. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Basically. So, yes, germaphobic and hypochondriac, is com- I, they're completely different things. Yeah, I'll concede Rob. to that. I, I, I know. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is disgusting. I'm very, I'm psycho. I told someone today, if I go on a plane and I bring a pillow, I double pillowcase it. So when I get there, I take the disgusting pillowcase that was on the plane off and I have a clean pillow. Yeah, I had a grandma like that, so I get it. <laughs> well, I am a grandma. You all know I'm a grandma. I don't want to go to the movie theaters. I want to be bed 
in bed at eight, watching whatever it is on my comfortable television. Wait, so you bring a pillow on the plane? Yeah, usually I'll bring a pillow if I'm going somewhere because I don't know what the pillow is going to be like, you know, at the hotel. And if you well, have one that's like... You only fly first and, class. You know, they supply pillows for you, right? Um, Rob, <laughs> I do not appreciate your comments. Is that not true? <laughs> do they... I don't know. Yeah, they'll give you pillows. Oh, you know? Oh, Rob knows. <laughs> they will give you pillows. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, <laughs> is it true that she only flies first class? Well, it's, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, Olivia, back to what you were saying, scared of being in a movie theater because of that. It did cross my mind recently. Now, granted, we were at a Star Wars convention and there were like 5,000 people in there. Yeah, that's scary. It for sure crossed my mind. And I was like, hmm, what, what would you do? You know, it's just, it's just a reality that you, well, I don't know if any, all people think about it, but I certainly do. Okay, I'm glad because I thought, uh-oh, have I gone off the deep end where... And I said no to her and she looks at me and she goes, why? And I mm. said, well, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because of just life right now. And she's like, okay, because I thought the same thing. And then I thought, I'm being crazy, aren't I? And I was like, oh, okay, so you did think it too. And she's like, yeah. I told my husband, and he's like, not allowed to live like that. You're not allowed to live. Like, he gets so upset. He will he's, shut it down. He will shut it down. And I don't well, know if it's a mom thing or a dad thing. But it's like living in fear. What, is you this know? Yeah, it's new? not chill. Is this new? I mean, was this before the Florida shooting that um, you thought that? No, this is no, this has been going on since probably I think probably since my cousin was at one of the shootings. Like I think once it hit home and mm. like someone that I know and love was there and what they she experienced. She was in Vegas, right? She was in Vegas, yeah. Yeah. That I think just completely landed different and it changed my psychology on things because it's not anymore something out there. Mhm. You know. So it's trauma-based I guess it is because I try very hard not to live in fear that's like my biggest thing that I try to do it's not easy for me um but I feel like yeah I do I feel like it's because someone I love was so traumatized that it kind of screwed me up a bit well that yeah that sense. makes more sense then okay that's helpful context to why you would be afraid but i am curious how many people are like that now and how many people are like no i'm going to the movies or i'm going to a concert or i'm going you know we went to a comedy show recently and the same thing i was like okay there's the exits like that's where i would leave oh wow you didn't do that when you went to Chappelle. The, Chappelle? Yeah, Chappelle. No. No. Oh wow. <laughs> I I mean I've thought that I had um, I know one of the guys that was at the Bataclan uh, shooting. He was playing yeah. drums for Eagles of Death Metal when that happened. And yikes. But yeah, I yeah I don't think that way every time I go to a concert. You don't. That's fascinating mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, I will say like it didn't doesn't cross my mind in like the everyday, but like bigger gatherings it has for sure. Right, but I'm I'm working on it not 
taking over because then you're just going to be in fear and anxiety and all those things, you know, which we battle anyways. <laughs> right. And here's where it gets even more psycho. Jeff's like, we're not going to never go to a movie again. And I was like, no, I know. It's just if that were to happen, I would rather be there than not be there. Right. Like, I wouldn't want that to happen and me not be there. And to like be with... Like, put yourself over your children. Yes. I'm (laughs) like, so he can go to a movie, but I have to go with him and them everywhere they go for the rest of their life. (laughs) That doesn't doesn't sound uh, healthy. That's going to get awkward. (laughs) You know what I was thinking? That's a little tangential, but like people are always like, oh... You shouldn't put your kids into acting. It's not good for them. They need like socialization and school and all this. And recently I was like, I think I'm going to put my kids into acting because then they'll be schooled at set. <laughs> and you have to go through security. You're insane. Yeah, and, yes. then, and then they'll get famous enough where they can hire a bodyguard and have protection oh, all the time. Right. Rachel has I- Rachel has bodyguards. <laughs> Shut up, Rob. You're my bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good we're doing. <laughs> I don't think we should expose this um, postpartum. I think we should bury it. What? <laughs> Are you saying we should start over? <laughs> yes. Why? Do you feel vulnerable? <laughs> no, I feel like it's just dark and people want to lighten up and listen to things that. Well, let's just. But it's probably relatable. Yeah. I think there's probably a lot of parental figures feeling the same way and yeah I don't know I can't sure. I, it's hard for me to talk about because it's so upsetting well let's let's I'm sure pivot this is, then yeah yeah <laughs> let's take it let's take a turn uh I got a question for you guys so yeah. Zoe yes. calls Drew brother daddy mm-hmm. what's the weirdest pet name you've had for a boyfriend <laughs> that I've called them or they've called me either uh amazingly miraculous vagina. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's what you call him? That's what I call him. Uh, no, I had a boyfriend where we called each other Pootie. <laughs> Pootie Tang? Yeah, it's a little, I guess that's a little weird. Do you remember when I auditioned for Pootie Tang? Excuse me? Yeah. We were like 18 years old or something and we were dying because my agent called and they were like, you have an audition for Pootie Tang? <laughs> and we were like, Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang? What is Pootie Tang? Like, what is that? Anyways, speaking of Pootie Tang, how do you feel about like pet names for private parts? Uh, you've, you've had the most lovers, so I think you need to answer <gasps> this. I don't know that that's true. I think we did our count recently, and I think you might have beat me by one. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not that much, though. I have to say, for my ripe age, it is very low. It seems like everything. And let me see. It seems like everything. It's a number thing. What? <laughs> the whole number thing, like, it's still a thing. I feel like as a woman, if you start d- dating, if you're single, whatever, you always ask what the number is, what their number is. How many have you been with? It shouldn't be a thing anymore. But, like, for me, I still want to know. So I've, I've thought about this because I'm like, why? Like, what good does that do me, right? But then I realize I'm a sick fuck because if they have more and their number's higher, it's more attractive to me, which is sick. Like, why would that be appealing? But it is. Unless they have something, a souvenir. So it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't detour you? 
No, is that, that's what I'm saying is like, am I so fucked up inside that it, that it doesn't? I remember once I was dating a guy and I asked him how many girls he had been with and he looked at me and he goes, let's put it this way. <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> it was 150 by the time I graduated high school. <gasps> I was oh. like, I like you. <laughs> You liked him. I did. See, so you get it. So you're sick. I'm the you're, same you're way. sick like me. We're both yeah. we're both very similar in our sickness. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of other girls would be like, oh my God, that's appalling. I'm like, I don't know why. And maybe it's like a primitive like hunter-gatherer thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's experience, you know, and that's not such a bad thing. I don't even know if it's experience as much as it's just like swag. Yeah, it's swag. It's like, I'm like girls oh, wanted I knew to you do had it. Something about you. 150 girls wanted to do that with that person, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about for I'm, you, Rob? Like, if you were to hear a girl's numbers, like, is it unattractive yeah. if it's high or low or what? I think it's probably unattractive if it's high. What would What would you think would be high? Yeah, I don't know. It's different because I haven't. When I was dating, you were so I was young. like 22. That's very young. Yeah. Um, okay, so hypothetically, though, like if you Like at were... that point, I would have expected like four or five. Okay. Right. And if someone, <laughs> if I was going on a date and she was like, it's 35, I don't think <laughs> that would be a turn on. That would throw you. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. I was that age, I think it was like... I remember I was 23, and I think it was like I had been with three guys at that point. I think it's more to do with cleanliness, too, like you said. You know, but what I will say, you guys, I have some, like, you know, friends and, like, single that are older, and, like, no dude wants to wear a condom, right? Like, when you get older. And in my mind, I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, you're so much older. Like, how many people have you been with? But it's like a thing. Like, do they want to wear them when they're young? I guess. I guess they never want to wear them. <laughs> like, if you ever met a guy that like wants to wear a condom, no. Well, have you? I have met a guy who has wanted to wear a condom because they're so terrified of getting someone pregnant. I've never come across that. To be honest, I've never come across the like. Obviously, I've used condoms. But yeah, condoms are not. They're fan, they're fantastic for preventing disease. They're not fantastic for feeling good, right? But they're great. However, <laughs> I've never met a guy that's like, we have to wear a condom. It's <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah, okay. Yeah, condoms are no no. They're not. They're not fun. They're fun for my uterus to not get pregnant. So I really, really enjoyed our conversation with Zoe. And I have to say, she gave birth to what we call our favorite game. Well, we were calling it Fuck, Mary Kill. But she enlightened us and said, we like to call it Mary Berry One Night Stand. And you know what? It's stuck. It's great. It appeases everyone. You, t- you still <laughs> tell everyone both options. <laughs> well, because, you know, it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> But you explain it every single time now. But most people, I feel like, lean towards the Mary Berry one night stand now. Yeah, I agree. It's much more wholesome. It is. It's not as harsh. 
you know? Yeah, to publicly say you want to kill someone, um, Don't, it's, it's not a little a good frowned look. upon now. Yes. So we, we are sticking with it, and we can thank Zoe for that. Yeah. Thanks, Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. Yeah, thank you, Zoe, for the lovely conversation. And I feel like I really believed her when she said she would um, sing me down the aisle again. I believe we it. renew our vows. I thought you were going to say hold her to I it. I felt like I really believed her when she said she would fuck Jack White. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's what I would have said. <laughs> that would have been good. Um, All right. Well, we'll hold her to it. And um, we just want to thank everyone for sticking with us and listening and, and buying a Courage bagel a couple weeks ago. Everyone in LA yes. sold a lot of bagels. Yeah, it was. Del- can I tell you, I crave that bagel every single day. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to go there and be like, listen, I know it's not on the menu, but I need this bagel. I can show you how to make it. I was there when they did it. And we just we have to get, we gotta get their bagels, but, it has to but, be those but bagels. we can get the toppings. All right. But still, it's just not the same. It's something about the, their toaster. Yeah, <laughs> there's something magical. I love it. I actually talked about Courage Bagels, I think with People Magazine today and that bagel in particular. And I listed the ingredients and what it was like I was pitching a project to a studio. I was very into it. But anyways. Yeah. Well, thanks for everyone for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. And Rob, tell your followers. Rob doesn't like to post us on his Instagram. I post so much. (laughs) I post so much on Instagram before the show. (laughs) He's just bashful. (laughs) You are. Rob, you're a little bashful guy. All right. He just doesn't want everyone to see. Look at him. He's like, all right, can we cut this now? Can we just end this? (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much.